In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And Heavenly Father, give thanks and praise on this feast of St. Thomas. Help us to look to our patron of his faith. Help us to become your priests, whom you called us to be, to be your disciples, and to offer our lives for, your, for our salvation. Amen. As many of you know, I've been in D.C. the past month for school. I have another month ahead of me. Um, I'm just coming back for the weekend for the ordination. So my classmates, a majority of us, are, are the vast majority of us, are priests. So, you know, at the end of the evening, a long day of, like, classes and studying, we go out, kind of hang out with each other at an establishment. And we're there, and we're kind of all of us there, and we're clearly priests, you know. Um, and this guy at the table next to us was like, hey, are you guys priests? We're like, yeah. And then me and another guy enter in dialogue with him about his life, right? He goes on, like, we're there to, like, kind of hang out, and, like, his entire life story begins to be poured out into us, and his wife, and his child, and his problems, and he had a bad experience with a deacon, and with a priest, and the bishop's this, and the pope that. It's okay, okay. So it was a long conversation. I'll spare you all the details. At the end of it, though, uh, me and my brother priest, we were there together. They listen. I'm glad you caught the talk to us. Go home. Start watching The Chosen. Okay, start with point A. And tell your family that they, you met two normal priests who love them, who don't even know them, but desire their salvation. And, like, go on your way. And it's, the reason I say that story is because it's not an isolated story at all. Any priest tell you, especially the priests who, like, are around will tell you that that story happens all the time. Like, I can't go to Meyer without being, like, bombarded with somebody telling me the life story, and I've heard confessions in the airport. These aren't unique stories. These are very beautiful stories of, like, people interacting with the individual who happens to be wearing clothing that symbolizes Christ and the church, and call that a priest. Whether it's me or somebody else, it's irrelevant. Who it is, that they are, is that they are a priest. And that's very, very beautiful. So I was praying with the weekend and this homily and the Sunday. I was really praying about the idea of like priesthood. Like what is this whole priesthood thing that I'm involved in? And very clearly, it's very super important for the church. It's like, what is a priest? Now think about that for a second. What is, what makes a priest a priest? I'm nothing special. And it's awkward to preach about priesthood because I'm a priest. Right? Like, oh, look how awesome I am. It's not about me. It's about the priest, the priesthood. Today we had ordination. Father Namir, seminarian who's now a priest. He got ordained to the priesthood. Tomorrow will be my 12th anniversary as a priest. And then Father Matthew's 11th anniversary was a couple days ago. Father Bissam's, I don't know, 26, 27? No, something like that. More than double me. He's been he's been around for a while, right? And all most of our priests kind of ordained around this kind of general timeline of of, of the feast of Saint Thomas. It's our patriarch. It's our patron feast of the Chaldean Church. But what a priest is? Think about it. When I come to mass, especially if we do mass, like I come from you, and the nature of priesthood is that what a priest is throughout all of history, a priest is someone who offers something. I'm doing something on your behalf. I'm offering to Jesus to. Jesus to God the Father by the Holy Spirit on your behalf. That's what I am doing. That's who I am as a priest. Now all of us, every single one of us, are called in a special and a very uniquely beautiful way to offer our prayers and all these things to God. That's why we're here at Mass. That's a big part of Mass, is praying for people. 
Think of the creed. When I do the creed, right? We do the preaching, all this stuff, and do some prayers. And then I come down and say, like, we believe in all these things. One God, all this. The creed of our faith. We believe all these things. And then, as your priest, a person who was from you, who was baptized like you, who was a normal person like you, but I was in those pews, but God has called me to be a priest and serve this altar, not because I'm special or because I'm better, but because the priesthood is beautiful. And then what do we do immediately after we say the creed? We say this whole long litany of prayers. Let us pray for our fathers and mothers, brothers and sisters, sons and daughters, the patriarch, the bishops, the priests, those who are weak, the sick, everybody. We just pray for people. That's what we're doing at Mass, is we're praying for people. And as your priest, I do it in a kind of a separate way, even at the Mass, after the consecration of the bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ. But these long prayers and thanksgiving for the Blessed Virgin Mary, pray for the Pope and the Patriarch, and for all priests and bishops. We pray for all the sick and the weary, all those who are gathered. I am taking all of your prayers as a priest, and offering them on that altar, re-offering the offering of Jesus to God. And it's very beautiful. And the more and the more I, I, I focus in on the priesthood, the more and more I re- recognize very quickly that it is in fact, in spite of my shortcomings, in spite of the fact that I am a sinner, in spite of the fact that I am massively imperfect, Christ is called. For example, today we celebrate the priest of St. Thomas. Another example, St. Paul. St. Paul is the greatest evangelizer in human history of the gospel of Jesus Christ from what he did and from what he wrote. Period. There was no one else bigger than him. And he is the first one at the, after, the, after the resurrection of Jesus to persecute the Christians and to make Stephen, who was the first martyr, get martyred. St. Paul. And Christ called him a broken individual. Paul, Paul, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And converted him, and then he became a convert, became a priest and an apostle, and he became a preacher and an evangelizer and a writer. St. Thomas, this guy who wasn't there after, after the resurrection of Jesus, why weren't you there? God, the history will never know. But he wasn't. But then eventually Jesus comes and says, this guy was called Doubting Thomas, thought all of history, poor guy. He comes back after the second time after the resurrection and says, Thomas, you must and you demand these signs for, it's, for you to have faith? Put your finger in my hand. See that I was nailed to a cross. And then the beauty of the spirituality, that we're going to go deeper here, is that put your hand into my side. The side of Christ that was pierced with a lance. The side of Christ that was pierced with a lance and then pierced his heart. And from his heart poured forth the blood and water which gave salvation to the church. That baptized the church. So in theory... In my prayer and reflection, Thomas put his hand into the heart of Jesus. Into. Put your hand in my side and be, don't be unbelieving, but believe. And then Thomas, after experiencing not only spiritually, but physically, the heart of Jesus, the merciful, loving, burning heart of Jesus, when preached the gospel across the world and dies in India, on his way, preaches to us, our people. That's why we have the faith from generations to generations. That's why as an individual living in 2023, you don't have to learn and discover the faith. It was given to you on a silver platter from generations past and generations and generations, starting from back, literally, Thomas the Apostle, who preached the gospel to us. And then we have Father Pierre. Then we have Father Namir, 
a new priest. Individuals who will die and be forgotten. We don't matter. What matters is the priesthood. What matters is who we are. And once we know that, because oftentimes our homilies and preaching, which is fine, it's a very important part of the faith, is like what to do in the Christian life, how to live a Christian life. And that's very important. We absolutely have to do that often. But sometimes it's nice to just pause and say, who am I? What am I? And all of you are baptized followers of Jesus. So at Mass, you're not just here to listen to Mass and to watch me do my thing. You're here to offer your own prayers. And me, in a special way, as a ministerial priest, set apart to offer the prayers on your behalf to God the Father. So my prayer is this, layer. I want to create in this parish and in the entire Catholic Church, that I don't have control over, but this parish, a culture, a culture of people who want to intentionally choose. I choose Jesus. I choose my baptism that was given to me as an infant, and I will follow Jesus. And I want to encourage each other to encourage each other to be open to a vocation to the priesthood. A vocation to the religious life to become a sister or a nun or to, to be a monk. These beautiful ways of life that are wonderful. A man laid down his life today, today, Father Namir, me 12 years ago, and all of us who come before us and who come after us, to encourage, have a culture of vocations that in your marriage you're intentional. As a parent, you're intentional. As a grandparent, you're intentional. Whatever it is in your life, like, I'm going to intentionally choose to follow Christ. What does that mean for me? To be the holiest wife and mother God has called me to be. Do that. Maybe God is calling you to be a priest. Do that. Is it different? Sure. Is one harder than the other? It depends. It's relative. I love being a priest. It's the greatest gift of my life. I love serving all of you. And I want to give you Jesus constantly. And ultimately, because that's the what, the who. When St. Thomas the Apostle put his hand into the side of Jesus, in theory, my spirituality, my reflection this week, he touched physically the bleeding heart of Jesus, the bleeding heart of the incarnate God who died and rose for our salvation. That when we can experience that heart of Jesus, the merciful heart of Jesus, we will find fulfillment in this life. And we want to tell that love and that mercy to all the world. So today we're thankful for the priesthood. We're thankful for St. Thomas. We're thankful mostly for the death and the resurrection of Jesus that brought us eternal life, peace, and salvation. Amen.